And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And coming up, we've got stories about hidden rooms, angry departed grannies, and a breast pump ghost story. Oh, my God. I know, which means probably nothing to those of you who've never used a breast pump. But for those of us who have, we're like, oh, what the hell? (laughs) Then we're also going to check back with Chris and see how things are going with his haunted front And by the way, quick reminder here, please subscribe to our website, hauntedaf.com. We've got a live stream from The Conjuring House, which is coming up next week. That sounds so cool, by the way. Are you into that? I am. And have you looked at the trailer when they're just walking around the house? Yeah. Because they go down into the basement and it looks like the basement from the movie. It freaks me out. Yes, it's going to be awesome. And then we've also got loads of new merch right now. We've got the Haunted AF t-shirts stickers, mugs, plus we're working on some new goodies with Ventaglio jewelry. And you can find our necklaces on the website right now. We've got some bracelets in the works too. All that, you can find it at hauntedaf.com. By the way, just a quick update. If you have not heard your story on the air with us, you might want to check in and just see if we've lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it happens more often than not. (laughs) Yeah, because I've had two listeners reach out recently and they're like, hey, what's up? Did you get my story? And I'll start digging around. One of them I already had edited and in our files ready to go and then I forgot about it. The reality is like we get a lot of stories and we can't Mm -hmm. use all of them. And so sometimes the good stuff gets kind of mixed in with the stuff that we can't use. And speaking of which, if you're wondering like, well, what's the difference between good stuff and stuff that you can't use? Uh, If it's a story about something that you're sensing, Mm -hmm. even if you're sensing it so hard, you feel like you're going to throw up. We need real ghost stories where something like actually happens or you see something. Also, try to keep it short and to the point because when we're trying to listen to the stories, if there's one that's 30 minutes long compared to one that's four minutes long. Just get to the juicy ghost stuff and you'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we have to send love to our new patrons. We've got Katie, Ashley, Jordan, Michelle, and Bruce Faulkner. Woo-hoo! Yay! Yes. And Bruce is awesome. He sends us so much good stuff. He really does. And I also have to say, I believe Katie and Ashley and Michelle have all sent us really good stories. Some of them that oh, we're going to be sharing on this episode. So go to patreon.com, look for the Haunted AF page. That's where we We are building a library of our ghost stories so you don't have to scroll through the podcast to find your favorites. We have exclusive content. We have unedited content like our interview with Bobby Mack, which is like tons of F-bombs. So five bucks a month. That's all it costs. Go to patreon.com to get all of those details. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. This is Ashley's story. Hello, Julie and Rebecca. My name is Ashley and I have some ghost stories for you. I heard you all were running low, so I wanted to help out if possible. Um, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. However, I now live in the greater Seattle area. So if you hear a little country come out, um, it's the Memphis. This story is from my former co-worker, Derek. Um, Now, Derek and I used to both work at a senior living community in the greater Seattle area, and we worked the graveyard shift from about 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. This is his story. Derek says... 
I work at an independent living facility for seniors in the Seattle area. I work the graveyard shift, which has provided me many encounters with things that go bump in the night. One of the eeriest moments was in 2016. It was about 2.30 a.m. and I was in the lobby on a computer in the corner of the room. Now, y'all, I just want to say that this lobby is large and dark there's about maybe three lights in it there's one light over the receptionist desk there's like one emergency light and a light in the breezeway otherwise it's dark and it's eerie anyway he says i heard an elderly woman's voice calling out from the center of the room as if needing assistance i got up from the desk nonchalantly and walked out to the center of the lobby i had expected to see someone standing front and center but there was nobody there that was a head scratcher but i returned to the desk and started typing again Suddenly, I heard the voice again, an elderly woman's voice. Very clear, yet what she was saying was unintelligible. I stood in the middle of the lobby, and there was nobody in sight. But this time, as I stood there, I heard the voice call out again. Only this time, it was emanating from ten feet in front of me, and almost as if from the ceiling, I thought. Okay, maybe our radio system is on, and it's coming from the speaker. So down to the maintenance room, I went, and a chill went through me as I looked at our stereo system and saw it was off. I returned to the lobby, and again, the voice was coming from the center of the room, but there was nobody there. I didn't know if it was talking in a different language or was something otherworldly. But even as I write the words on this computer screen, I feel the hair on the back of my neck standing up. The voice was as clear as if another human being was standing right in front of me. I said out loud, we're trying to run a business here, and I know what, in talking like this what you're trying to get at, but I would appreciate it if you would move along. The voice stopped at that point, and I never heard it again. Now, I just want to let y'all know that I didn't go as far as Derek, because I heard the same thing. I didn't realize this until recently, because while I was working there, I didn't want to... I don't want to know nothing about no spiritual stuff because that was my money, right? So this happened to me. I w- it was one night about like midnight and I was studying and I just heard from the middle of the room, yeah, a woman's voice. And it was light and airy. You could tell it was older. And I looked up and looking around trying to see if, you know, maybe one of our grannies were down the hall visiting and, and no. I didn't take it as far as Derek. Like I didn't, I didn't get up and look around and and say, "Hey, spirit." No, I didn't do all that. Okay, I just looked up, realized there was no source for the sound that I could see. Said to myself, "We're not finna do this." Put my head back down and went back to studying my microbiology, y'all. Hope you enjoyed it. I love you, Ashley. Oh my god! I would listen to Ashley read a menu. I'm sorry. Oh my god! She's absolutely adorable. Please, Ashley, keep sending us stories. That is fantastic. Oh, that was such a good story. I love it. Okay, and you've got one from Amy. Yes. Okay. So first things first. My name is Amy. I'm from Indiana. I'd love to keep my last name a secret because of my job. I don't want people to think that I've lost my mind. Ha ha. ha. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Amy. This is a safe zone. So she says the first memory. I have is of growing up in a house that was haunted. I vividly remember standing on the sidewalk in front of our house next to my two older siblings while my dad threw burnt children's toys and books out of a small circular vent that was actually a hidden window. I know so much to unpack here. So Amy goes on to say, we lived in an old house in an old town. It was a decent sized house, but my mom had just given birth to her fourth child and we needed more space. 
We had just moved into the house a year prior and my parents didn't want to move yet. My dad, very much a numbers guy, started looking at the house from all angles and taking measurements. The inside of the house's measurements didn't meet the outside of the house's measurements. Mm. What the (laughs) hell? (laughs) She says, if he took out the wall in the back of the master bedroom closet, there should have been room for another bedroom. So that's what he did. He tore down the wall and then immediately called for my mom to come upstairs. And of course, I went with her. My dad discovered a child's bedroom. Everything's still in its place, but burnt. He opened the vent, which was actually a window, and started throwing things out into the front yard. I remember a bunny, a stuffed bunny that was dirty and charred. No. My parents, I know, this is awful. She says my parents were too freaked out after that to stay in the house. My dad cleaned out the room, resealed the wall, and we moved. Years later, my parents told me stories about how the house had always had a strange feeling and that Casper, in quotations, as what, that's what they called him, lived there with us. The ghost liked my mom but hated my dad. If dad got up in the middle of the night, the ghost would make the whole house so cold that my dad wouldn't be able to move. It rearranged the pictures on the wall and the little figurines my mom had on her desk. One night, there was a loud crashing noise downstairs, so mom called the police. No one was there. No damage was done. But the family photo on her desk was facing the wall instead of towards the room. Thanks, Amy. P.S. Please don't use my last name. Which is funny because she never sent her last name. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, but oh my gosh, how freaking freaky is it to find a whole other freaking room in your house? There's so much that I need to know about this. I've already written her back and said, can you please send us a picture of this place? Like, I would like to know the address so we can maybe try to do some research and find out if something actually happened there. I assume they maybe lost a child in a fire in that back portion of the house and they were so like torn over it that they just walled it up and tried to forget it. Or did they have a kid that they were like a hidden kid? Because uh, she said, yeah, that window, it was like a hidden window that they had made to look like a vent. So maybe they had a kid that they were keeping trapped down there. Um, Oh my goodness. That takes it to a whole other creepy level. Oh my God. And maybe they set the fire on purpose. To get out. I was thinking maybe the parents set the fire on purpose to get rid of <gasps> like the kid. Like to get rid of the kid. Isn't that oh. awful? Uh, there's so oh many God, questions. That's so horrible. Yeah, so we have to get in touch with Amy and see if we can get more details on that. So last week we heard from Skylar. Skylar is our postal worker and we mm-hmm. love Skylar and he sent so many great stories. So here are some about his mom. My mom was very sensitive and she loved horror stories, you know, ghosts, movies, like all that good stuff. And the first thing she ever told us, which freaked us out as kids to no end, is uh, her and her sister shared a room in this one house. It was like a, not quite a Victorian style, but close to it. And there was this ghost woman that would come out of the mirror in their room and just kind of like watch them. So they had her parents uh, put the mirror in their closet I guess that upset the ghost because she came out of the mirror, crossed the hall, and, like, my mom just, like, woke up to the sound of the door swinging shut and then the click of the lock. My aunt's still asleep. My mom saw the ghost floating towards her, pale white, red eyes. Her hair was floating almost like she was in the water, and that's about the time my mom started screaming and her dad came in and, like, kicked the door in, had to break the door to get in, uh, and the ghost disappeared, and, like, they sold the house, like, within a week after that. (laughs) One of the other times, like, we lived in Georgia, you know, very big Civil War history down there. She woke up in the middle of the night and just heard the toilet 
keep flushing over and over and over again. So she got up out of bed thinking, you know, one of the kids were sick. You know, we were all sleeping upstairs. Her and my dad were on the first floor. And so she came out. She went upstairs. Bathroom lights off. We're all in bed. Nothing. So she goes back down the stairs. And as she's going into the living room, she just sees this man standing in the living room. He's really hazy. She's having a hard time, but the, like, the longer she stares, the clearer he becomes, and she starts to recognize like it's a Civil War soldier, and he's just standing there staring at her, and like he takes two steps towards her and just disappears, mm-hmm. like gone. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. My favorite thing about Skylar's stories are hearing mm-hmm. his little fan blowing in the background. <laughs> Seriously. He's trying to keep cool. So we've been talking about getting Chris on the phone and getting an update about his haunted front porch. Let's see if we can get him now. How's it going? We are doing great. It's so good to talk to you again. I'm so glad yeah. that we finally got in touch with you. How are things going <laughs> at your house right now? Good, good. Um, okay, so we kind of stopped checking the ring because it was acting up. I mean, this was so often that it was happening. So we started checking the ring again after you guys contacted me and I that was when we got a notification at 2.30 in the morning. Yes, yes, yes. So I looked at it, and um, lo and behold, it's another video of an orb. And, you know, you hear the noises, the creepy noises that we'd always heard. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's been a while since I checked this, so I'm, I'm watching it, and I watch it all the way through. And at the very end of the video, the lights start flickering. <laughs> Our lights don't flicker. Like, it's, it's just not something. Say, yeah. Were, you know, we were all out there in front of the door, and it kind of took my breath away. So yeah. I immediately sent it to y'all. And, you know, something else, too. The, remember the whole daddy story? Yes. Of being asleep and hearing the whisper of the daddy? Mm-hmm. So this must have been two or three weeks ago. And I'm asleep. And it was the same deal. And it startled me. And I sit up thinking that my child's next to the door yelling, daddy, daddy. Yeah. But that daddy deal happens often. So, so my neighbor thinks it's a child. She says she has some things that go on, handprints on the window. Yeah. So we think a child just terrorizing. It sounds like it's like Dennis the Menace. It's like all over your neighborhood getting at everybody. Crazy. (laughs) What is your neighbor's name again? Casey. Did she drunk text me one night? Because I got the funniest message on the Haunted (laughs) AF page that was like, what? It was like, come out here now. We're on the front porch drinking wine with a ghost hunter app and we're getting all kinds of hits. And I wrote back and I said, who is this? Where are you? And I think she even said like Chris and I or something. And I read it later on. I was like, I wonder if that was Chris's neighbor. Was that you guys? That definitely was. Ever since y'all came, we've made it a tradition of almost every weekend, every other weekend, we'll sit out front with our ghost hunter app and a couple bottles of wine. And I think that night we had a few too many bottles of wine. And she's like, I'm getting them out here. Wait, hold on. Now I need to know, what were your ghost apps telling you? Oh, they say different words. Uh, We were at the front door and it said shoes. And then it just says random things. She goes, move away from the door. Your shoes are on the mat. And so, 
we always correlate the words with kind of what we're doing. Yeah. And we tried to take video and try to decipher what they mean or what this ghost is trying to tell us. Okay, so the last time I used one of those apps, it kept saying fart over and over again. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> And I, you know, I well, swear I was not farting. Well, what were you doing? <laughs> clearly we doing were something. We sitting in like an old haunted church, and it just kept going, like, fart, fart, oh. fart. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it oh, was the cool. other person that you were with who was just like <laughs> letting the silent one slip. Possibly. You can't hide anything from ghosts. I'm sorry, but the whole wine on the front porch with your ghost app thing sounds like the greatest thing ever, especially in your neighborhood since it's already a little mm-hmm. creepy and there's already stuff going on. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the best. So Dude, y'all need to come back out. Yeah. And I'll bring the wine. I'll bring your ghost stuff. and Sage, we'll that's really all we got. Yeah. I remember that last works. time we saged <laughs> everything. Poor, I, Rebecca was like saging my trunk. Yes. yes. My father-in-law bought a bunch of like high-tech ghost hunting equipment. Yeah. You know, the meters and just all the jets for my house. Oh, wow. So that, yeah. So he could come and we would camp out front with some whiskey and uh, and we've gotten some hits on the little meter, the one that blinks to red, and uh-huh. we would just look at each other like, wow, this is uh, yeah. something's happening. Yeah, and there's definitely something up in your neighborhood. But it's that tree. road before they get to their house is with all the trees, and it's dark, and it's scary oh, yeah. as hell. Exactly. You know exactly <laughs> where I'm talking about. It's true. Yeah, it's like I that, do. Yeah, that area before you even get into the neighborhood. Dude, we need to come back out. Maybe yeah. once we get beyond the whole social distancing thing, like we don't want to come out. Right. Yeah, and I don't want to scare your kids again, because I know last time the kids got a little freaked out with us being out there. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they do get freaked out. Well, I'm glad to hear that it hasn't gotten any more threatening than it was and that y'all are still having fun with it. I love that the whole family's into it. Like, it's not just you anymore. Now it's the whole family, the in-laws and the neighbors. It's the ghost oh, it's, party at your house. Oh, it's the whole like community. And I posted that video recently of the lights flickering and the orb flying around. And the comments are like, okay, you need to stick with it. You have to commit to it because you can't just leave it hanging. Yeah. We need to know what's happening here. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I'm going to share that video on the Haunted AF page and like on all of our social medias and the website and everything so everybody can see it. Because it is pretty cool. You see the little orb floating around and right there at the end, the lights start flickering. It's like, oh, dude, seriously. Yeah. And those two other videos, you know, the I'll kill you and open the door, those kind of like set the tone for it all. And I think that's Uh when people really perked up and were like, whoa, you know, people coming to the house and praying at our door. And because, I mean, it really freaked a lot of people out. Hold on. You've had people coming to your house to pray oh, at the door? Yes. When oh, did yeah. this come go on. down? After we posted those videos, I, Open the Door was a, was a freaky one, but then the I'll Kill You video. Yeah. After that, we had numerous people just come to the door and they would say a prayer in Sage and saying, be gone and telling the ghost to leave this house. Now, if people are listening and they don't, they haven't seen these videos and don't know what we're talking about, they are at right. hauntedaf.com and they're on our YouTube page. And you have to go because especially the Open the Door is kind of faint, but I'll kill you is so clear oh and people showing up at your house for the record we have not given your address or even your city to anybody because we've had people asking too people are like i gotta go to this place i've got to see i just want to see it i just want to see it so we haven't told anybody i gotta check because i literally went back like three days for the latest video but if i go back from that time until like december or november i think was the last time i checked it i'm sure there's more in there i may take an afternoon and kind of go through all the videos and see if there's another one I would imagine, you know, if something is going off 
every single night. Like that probably gets old real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're like, I'm just going to turn it off and yeah. forget it doesn't exist. You know, that's exactly right. I think that's the reality of like a lot of paranormal events. You get all freaked out, but then you're like, if I mm-hmm. can just ignore this, I will be fine. <laughs> Nothing right. is really going to happen. I'm just going to stop checking the ring doorbell app <laughs> at two 30 in the morning and know that whatever it is can't actually get inside. So we're all there's good. There's probably some hope there that, you know, if you ignore it, it will go away eventually. Yeah. That was some advice that we had gotten, like stop provoking it sitting out front and, and trying to summon it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, but that's the fun probably, part. Probably oh, no. that we were there like poking at it. Oh, but we do it every weekend now. So. <laughs> Egging it on, man. Dude, if I was within walking distance, I would be there every weekend, too. Same. I'm sorry. I would, too. Yeah, six feet away in my lawn chair, chugging wine and just taunting the ghost. Oh, yeah. It's fun. We've had other people come, too. And not just Casey and I. We'll have other friends that want to join in and pull up a chair and see how it goes. At this point, your ghost is more popular than you guys are. Yeah, exactly. It's the ghost. I'm going to start charging tickets. I'm going to say, if you want an experience of ghost hunting with Casey and I with wine, um, it's, we're going to charge you. Yeah, heck yeah. And then before long, you'll get a contract from your ghost. <laughs> They'll be like, dude, I want a piece of this. Come on. Right, you got to cut me in 50%. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much. Keep in touch. Uh, if you go back through all those videos and you find anything, please let us know because you know we love sharing those videos. And hell, we'll probably check in with you a year from now and just see what's going on, if that's all right. Definitely. It's been fun. I appreciate the, the phone call. So this week on all of our social medias, we shared a video from Teresa, and this is uh, from her front yard. Speaking of ring doorbell, this is actually her security camera. She and her husband caught several videos of what kind of looks like a shadow moving around in their mm-hmm. yard, and it's really wild. So make sure you go to hauntedaf.com, go to our Facebook page, Twitter, all of those places, Instagram, and take a look at those videos because they're really interesting. We've had people guessing, could it be clouds? One guy said he thought it was a bug moving around on the lens, which I guess is possible, but it's just so strange. No, it looks see-through. It looks like the ground is actually kind of moving. That's kind of what I thought. It's just really interesting video. But Teresa says they have had strange things happening at their house. She says the first or second week after we moved in, I decided to sleep on the couch one night. It was a new place, so I wasn't sure if it would be loud or quiet. I remember Mm -hmm. being annoyed because I was having a tough time getting cozy and a dog was barking. This is how I know I was awake. I was laying there and it sounded like it was right next to me. It was a horrible moan slash scream or yell type of thing. It went on for seven straight seconds or more and it scared me so bad I instantly had to pee. I was like, (laughs) you get so scared you almost pee yourself. She says, I was frozen in fear. I rolled over and nothing was there, thank God. So she says they've also heard kids playing and it's so loud sometimes it keeps them up at night and her husband has seen a little ghost girl kind of sneaking around like She's playing hide and go see. And, oh uh, my goodness. But she says her husband's completely unfazed by the whole thing. Of course. It's funny that she says that, that it, they think it's a kid because the thing that's moving on her security camera is about the size of either a small kid or a big dog. Just go look at that again. Go to the Haunted AF Facebook page, hauntedaf.com, Twitter, Instagram, and take a look at those videos. Okay, so this next story comes from June. She works at a place called Allendale Farm. She's in a, so many stories. In fact, she kind of starts in the middle. So this one comes from June. So these next few stories are from the former head farmhand, Josh. Um, Josh shows up to work around 5 a.m. and he walks into the clearing where we keep most of our farming um, machinery. He walks over 
He gets in the tractor, and it, it's dark out, it's winter, like, he's not paying attention, and he turns on the tractor, or he turns the key in the, the ignition, but the engine doesn't turn. So he tries again, and still, like, it doesn't even sputter, like, it's a cold engine, and he, like, starts to get up and finds himself stuck, like, he cannot move. And he's like, what the hell? And he looks up. And he sees a four-foot-tall little boy with blue skin and this matted black bowl cut just grinning at him. And his eyes follow the smile all the way down until he notices he has backwards feet. Like, this is physically impossible. And he blinks his eyes and he's gone. Like, there wasn't even a sound. There were no footprints in the dirt. There was no explanation for how this kid was there, and yet he saw it with his own eyes. So she's got so many great stories from this Allendale Farms. Uh, Addison sent this next story, and she says, Hey, hey, friends. I'm a huge fan and a fellow DFW gal. I love hearing y'all talk about local places, and I've got a story about a haunted bar for y'all. I worked at Tornado Alley in Louisville for eight years, and oh boy, is it haunted AF, my dudes. <laughs> She says, you never feel alone in there. There's clanging around in the kitchen, hand dryers and toilets, flush and turn on by themselves. I've been pushed, poked, prodded, had my hair pulled, scratched, all sorts of things move on their own. I believe there's multiple entities in that they come and go through a portal in the employee bathroom. Dang. So here's the story that solidified my belief. I went back to work shortly after having my son and was still breastfeeding at the time. I was working a double shift, so I took a little time before the night crowd came in to use the employee bathroom to pump. This bathroom has always been extra dark and creepy. And from what I understand, a man overdosed and died on the floor there in the 90s. Most of the people who work there prefer to avoid this area as much as they possibly can. We also use this room for storage at night, and there were a few glass beer mirrors leaning against the wall. So I get all situated and topless and in my pumping groove, and the room goes ice cold. I heard a deep growl, and then the light flipped off, and I heard the mirrors fall over and shatter. I reached behind me to turn the light back on, and the mirrors were still upright and unbroken, but I could see my breath. I wrangled back into my bra and shirt as fast as I could and hightailed it out of there. I pumped in my car in the office after that and have only been back there a handful of times. Everyone except my husband agrees that it's creepy and ominous. Husbands, man. What? How does he not think that's creepy? Because that's what dudes do. They always like <laughs> act like there's nothing going on. She says, I have lots of stories and videos of this creepy place if you want to hear more. I wanted to wait until they went out of business to share them in case the owners disapproved. And due to COVID-19, they did. And that's sad. Aww. Yeah. That is sad because I really wanted to check it out. Yes, sincerely, Addison. And I have to say, when you're using a breast pump, I had to use this. They're they're the worst. You feel so much like a cow. But (laughs) I I remember using one when I was still working and I was uh, on the air. I was on the radio doing a morning show and I had to run off to an office and I was pumping and the machine's really loud. So you can't really hear. It's so loud, yeah. Yeah, you can't hear what's going on. And so I'm in there for however long it takes and I step back out into the office and it's completely empty silent no one around anywhere and I go to the elevator I'm trying to figure out what to do and I take the elevator down and the whole building is completely empty so I step out and everyone in the building is standing in the parking lot because they had had a fire drill to get every single person out of the building and they left me in the office using my breast pump no nobody came to check on you nobody got me I know. I totally would have died in there. What fucking coworkers? I know. They were. 
Okay, so here's our final story. This comes from Michelle. And unfortunately, the audio is not really great. But this story just gives me life. Hey, y'all, this is Michelle. I love the show. I've been debating a long time as to what I wanted to send you. We lived in a really haunted house a few years ago. But my grandma's been on my mind a lot lately. So I thought I'd give you the story about her. When I was about 10 years old, uh, my grandma passed away. She lived in a house right next door to ours, so we were very close, and she lived with us for the last year of her life, in fact. Every house that I have lived in since then, and I'm now in my late 30s, I have smelled my grandma. Um, It doesn't matter if I'm cleaning or sitting and watching TV. It's just the smell of my grandma comes in every once in a while, and it hits me, and I know that she's there watching me, which is really cool. When I was about 18 years old, my brother and I had bedrooms next to each other. And it was down at the end of the hallway, and there was a laundry room and a bathroom right there at the end of the hallway as well. I'd be sitting on my bed, you know, studying or whatever, and I'd, out of the corner of my eye, see this little pair of legs uh, walk from the bathroom to the laundry room or vice versa. It was just a little pair of skinny legs, um, no feet, nothing above the knees. There was this little Hawaiian kind of looking dress, just the very tail end of it, though, that's all I saw. And it freaked me out a little bit, but I didn't think a whole lot about it. I'd just kind of lean over and shut the door pretty slowly and uh, carry on with my day. Anyway, years later, my brother and I happened to be looking through old pictures and came across this photo of my grandma standing there wearing this little red uh, Hawaiian mumu dress. And my brother gasped and he was like, oh my God, Shell, those are the legs. I was like, what are you talking about, man? I'd totally forgotten about it. And uh, he was like, Shell, those are the legs, uh, the legs at mom's house. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I remembered and then I realized that he and I had been seeing the same thing. And uh, we just never talked about it until we were adults. Years and years later, uh, I had just had my second child. My ex-husband, who was very abusive, and I bought the land next to my parents' house and moved a mobile home in there where my grandmother's house used to be. And uh, we lived there for, I don't know, maybe six to eight months. And I woke up one night. uh, I always had the kids with me. He would often sleep in the living room on the couch because he liked to pout and hang out in there, which was fine with me. Uh, But I woke up uh, one night to nurse the baby. After we had finished... um, I kind of was in that like weird, you know, haze zone between sleep and awake, but I distinctly heard him get up off the couch, stomp down the hallway, open the back door and stand there for a minute and then close the door and went back to down the hallway to bed. I didn't think anything of it. And I just, you know, went back to sleep. The next morning, he was very upset. He was like, why the did you get up last night? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, why did you wake me up last night? You opened the back door. What the were you doing? And I was feeling a little cheeky. So I was like, oh, that was just my grandma showing you the way out, which is something that I should have done long before that. But uh, that's a sad point. Anyway, I am 100% certain that it was uh, my grandma walking down the hallway and showing him how to get the heck out of her house or where her house used to be. That's my grandma's story. She's still with me. And I think it's really neat. 
Hope you all have a great day. Stay safe. Thank you. And Michelle sent us the picture that they found of the grandmother wearing that Hawaiian muumuu. Yes. The look of disapproval on grandma's face. No kidding. I would not want to cross her. Ever. Ever. And I can just see her stomping down the hall and opening the door and just being, get your ass out of here. We do not need you here. Oh. Thank you so much, Michelle. And guys, this is, please send us your audio. Send us those stories. Give them the email address again. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. That's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to hauntedaf.com and to our YouTube page. Check out the Haunted AF online store as well. Oh, yeah. In fact, Kelly just got a bunch of stickers and he put a sticker on his car, like a bumper sticker. Yay! Which I hadn't even thought about doing that. Last minute Mother's Day stuff. If you got a creepy mom. Hey, hauntedaf.com. And please don't forget to check out the Haunted AF Patreon page because that's another way to help support the podcast. That's a quick, easy one. And please keep sending those stories to us. Podcast at gmail.com. And we will share them all on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.